Good afternoon. Thank you once again for joining me. Julian Campbell here. We've got another interesting show lined up for this week. We'll have a look at a couple of our Harvard Business Review trips later on. The first one is help your team through times of crisis. Sometimes we have those challenges, don't we? We're also talking with Christina Garakaitis from Ideation at Work. We're going to be talking about some of those interesting, innovative products that are coming along at the moment. But right now we're going to chat with Elira Aitchison from New, uh, from the, who's the niece coordinator at New Hunter Business about starting your own business. Good afternoon, Elira. Hi, Julian. How are you? I'm very well in yourself, I hope. Good, thank you. Well, thanks for joining us again. And uh, we've, we've t- talked a little bit about the new enterprise incentive scheme before, but just uh, remind us what the uh, new enterprise incentive scheme is all about. Yeah, absolutely. So NICE, or as you mentioned, the New Enterprise Incentive Scheme, is a government-funded program that assists eligible job seekers or those on an approved Centrelink payment start their own business. So it does that by offering nationally recognised small business training, one-on-one business mentoring in the initial 12 months of business operation, and a financial assistance package in the initial nine months. So, so I've dreamed about starting my own business. Uh, are any any business eligible for this? Unfortunately not. There is some specific business eligibility criteria that must be met for the business proposal to be approved. Uh, would you like some examples of that? Yes, yes. Yeah. So the business must not be currently operating on a commercial basis. So what that means is it must be a new business. It must also be independent, so not based on the purchase of an existing business, franchise or takeover. It must be capable of withstanding public scrutiny. It must also be reputable and a lawful business. It must be established, located and operated solely within Australia. And it must not compete directly with an existing business currently operating. So it must be able to demonstrate that there is either an unsatisfactory demand for that product or service or it's being delivered in a new way. And that's an important point, isn't it? And I suppose it's sometimes quite challenging to, to prove that a business is not competing with other, other businesses. Absolutely. And fundamentally, when you go into business, it is imperative that you do have some sort of unique selling point that sets you apart from your competitors. So uh, is anybody eligible for this or is there some specific requirements of the person operating the business? There is specific requirements. For example, the person must be over the age of 18 years old. They must be available to participate in the training component of the NICE program, so it is compulsory. They must be able to work in their business on a full-time basis once it actually does start. They must not be an undischarged bankrupt or they must not have received NICE assistance for a similar business or done it within the last three years. And I don't know whether, did you mention that they also need to receive a Centrelink payment? Yes, so they do need to be either an active job seeker, registered with Job Active Australia, receiving Newstart, or there are other Centrelink payments or pensions that they may be receiving that may enable them to qualify. So this is, this is a great way of getting someone off uh, Centrelink uh, benefits, isn't it? Exactly. That's exactly what the program's about. It's about getting those that um, are having difficulty finding employment um, in this day and age and giving them the opportunity to 
enlighten themselves and progress into operating their own business. Just a little bit more about the program. So you mentioned that the training is compulsory. How long does the training go for? Yes, so at New Hunter Business, we deliver it in two formats. The first one is a flexible delivery option. So in that one, it goes over seven weeks and they must attend nine days over that seven weeks. Uh, The other is a full-time course and it gets delivered over five weeks and it's four days a week. And uh, when they uh, pass this course, they walk away with a qualification? Yes, so we deliver the Cert 3 in Micro Business Operations or currently a Cert 4 in Small Business Management. So at the end of that training, our goal is for them to be able to achieve that qualification. So they get the qualification, they they finish the training, then they go on to the program and uh, then they have the mentor for a period of time after that. Yeah, part of the training is that they develop a business plan and we use that business plan to ensure that they meet all of the NICE business and personal eligibility criteria before they start that 12-month program. Well, I would imagine with all this program that the businesses are quite successful. Uh, Have you got some examples of some local businesses? I do, yes. Um, In 2014, we had a lady from the Hunter region begin her business through NICE Her business was to provide care for those with a disability when the government introduced the NDIS. Now, through NICE, she was able to develop her business. She created 21 jobs in the Hunter. Wow. Yeah, and in 2015, she was also awarded the National NICE Association's New Business of the Year Award. Um, That business continues to grow. She is always in contact with her mentor centre and we we're expecting great things from that particular business. Mm. Is there any other other ones that you can yeah. point to? Yeah, yeah. So we've had a, a local Newcastle man recently um, completed the NICE training and in this year's um, National NICE Association he was a finalist for the NICE Change Award. Mm. His business was publishing a local community newspaper in Lampton and New Lampton this newspaper got distributed to over 5,200 homes and businesses within the region and he's looking to further establish his business by doing it in other Newcastle suburbs. And uh, I've been associated with the program for many, many years. I know of some multi-million dollar businesses in the area that have uh, started 20-odd years ago. So it's uh, certainly an exciting program and I believe you have some courses starting soon. We do. We have two courses starting within the next couple of weeks in October. So the first one is going to start at the Hunter Region BEC at Curry Curry. It's a flexible full-time course and it starts on the 10th of October. And then we also have one starting in Newcastle, which is our flexible course. And it's starting on the 13th of October and applications are open for those courses now. And if people want to contact you, they can go to your website, www.newhunterbusiness.org. They certainly can. Thank you very much for your time, Nalira. We'll talk to you again another time. Thank you very much, Julian. Thank you. Bye-bye. Bye. Alira Aitchison there from New Hunter Business. It's a great way if you are in receipt of a benefit, a good way of uh, starting a new career. Business, the law and you on 2NURFM 103.7. Time to pop over to Christina for our discussion on innovation. Good afternoon, Christina. Good afternoon, Julian. How are you? I'm well in yourself. 
I'm very well, thank you. And we don't want to listen to the rain, do we, at the moment? No, we don't. <laughs> There's no, some coming, really. especially over in Adelaide. <laughs> yeah, I know. Poor, no, how sad is that in Adelaide? Fancy a whole state being without power. Exactly right. Mm. My mother-in-law's over from Adelaide, fortunately, so she's not at home. She's over with us, so... She's in safety. That's good for her. <laughs> She's in a good place. So, so it's all about robots today, I think. So, well, uh, yeah, it is a bit. Nemo-inspired uh, drug delivery. That's right. So we've got a, a, a Nemo dis- Nemo-inspired drug delivery robot that they're calling a nanofish um, that's capable of carrying drugs to any specific site in the body. Uh, and it mimics the, the swimming motion of the fish, which is why they've called it a nanofish. It is smaller than a red blood cell, if you can imagine that. Um, and they're working on using it for precise delivery to, um, to, to particularly to tumour sites. But also they're looking at it um, as manipulating, they're looking at it, the possibility of it being able to manipulate single cells. And they're also looking long-term at non-invasive surgery that they may be able to do um, using these nano-fish robots. How good is that? We're going to have little tiny fishy robots swimming in our Floating bloodstream. Floating around our body. Mm. As long as they don't infect us in any way. We're... True, and or, or create any other problems with our internal systems. But, I mean, to be able to target specific cancer cells yeah. at very, very early stages is, is quite remarkable. Um, the other thing I've been reading about this week are customised mattresses. So very similarly to, you know, when you walk into one of the sports stores and they can you stand on the, on the pads and they can tell what's going on internally with your feet and you do the walking systems and everything, they're starting to use those, um, those theories with, to d- develop customised mattresses. So they're not externally customised with the remote controls that can lift separate parts of the bed and, you know, you can lift oh, yes. your legs or lift your head or whatever. But the mattress itself um, has capability to read specific areas of your body. And they're looking at this because sleep is so important and there's a, there's a whole lot of information coming out now about how crucial it is to have a good night's sleep, how, mm. how di- different people need different hours of sleep, etc. Um, but they're looking at, at eliminating um, health issues, simple things like stiff necks and snoring from being able to contour internally um, and customise these mattresses internally for, for every body. And it, like, you know, you, you and your partner could have your own separate internal um, sections on the mattress that customise just for you. The other thing, again, getting back to robots, um, Hitachi has got robots at Japan's international airport and the robots are directing travellers to information displays and they're answering simple questions. So I think we talked a few weeks ago about Sophia Robot that's got 64 facial expressions and can have a 10-minute conversation uh, with with anybody. So these robots are able to, to have a simple conversation answer questions, guide people to information displays, but they're working on the next phase of that, which is actually having the robots physically guide people to wherever they need to go. So I could I could turn up and say, please take me to um, passport control, uh, and the robot would guide me through to passport control, which is really good for somebody who lacks any kind of navigation, as I do. Um, so, and so, the last thing, so they'll take your hand and take you all the way? Is that what you're saying? Well, I don't, I don't know if they'll actually take your hand. I'm sure they'll, they'll be able to do that. But, um, yeah, they'll take you. They'll guide you, physically guide you to the, to the precise place that you need to go um, in, in response to what your questions are for them. Um, last thing I'll tell you about today is, is Daimler uh, and Matinet. I'm not quite sure how to pronounce that one, uh, have got a collaboration happening, and they're matching up drones with delivery drivers specifically for their electric vans. And the long-term thought behind this is that if the delivery driver um, in the electric vehicle stops in any residential area, 
um, between the delivery um, person and the and the drone, they'll be able to do multiple deliveries in one go. And with sections set aside for drone deliveries, what they're thinking is that it, they'll even be able to deliver parcels when you're not there. Huh. So, yeah, just working out different specifics around that. So there's lots of things happening out there in the tech world, um, and hopefully they'll all make our lives easier. But as Tom Kelly says, we are at our best when humanity and technology meet. Yeah, that, that point came to my mind just then when you said, uh, if you're not there, because I had a parcel delivery from Australia Post yesterday and I wasn't home, so they left a card in my letterbox that I've got to go and pick it up from the uh, local post office. And it, it would be interesting to see if how the, what the drone would do with the parcel if there's no one there. Hi, Julian. Yeah. I lost you. <laughs> oh, did you? Okay. Yeah, I did. Yeah. Oh, well, so, yeah, with the Australia Post, but that's very absolutely, you know, you and sometimes when the delivery drivers deliver things and then you have to head out quite some way to pick it up the next day, it's, it's yeah. not exactly making your life easier, is it? No. Mm. All right, great. Well, we'll have another chat with you next week. Look forward to it very much. Have a great week. You too. Bye-bye. Bye. Christina there with a few of those more inspiring things happening. Uh, this is a technology constantly changing our lives, isn't there? Time for a Harvard Business Review tip. This one is help your team through times of crisis. National tragedies, mass shootings, hurricanes, suicide bombers affect us all. A leader sets the emotional tone and the example both in good times and perhaps more important in bad. As a manager, how do you help people deal with their feelings during times of crisis? Firstly, don't repress your emotions. Research shows that doing so is not good for you physically or mentally and while we, we may want to leave feelings of sadness, pain, confusion and anger at the office door, we simply can't. It's okay to talk about feelings at work, especially in tough times. Secondly, create psychological safety. Ask people how they are doing and what they think about what happened. Encourage them to talk about what's on their mind. And finally, resolve to do good. Horrific acts can undermine our sense of good. Use the event as a springboard for your team to do something positive in your organisation or your community. So we do certainly do see those crises from time to time. In fact, probably South Australia, Adelaide particularly, is experiencing some at the moment. And this one, keep the conversation focused in your next meeting. You've seen it happen in meetings before. One person expresses an opinion, two others respond to that comment, someone else subtly uh, goes to another topic and everyone starts weighing in and on, on that new issue. Even if it's all related to the agenda, a team loses momentum when people start multiple conversational tracks without reaching a conclusion. So stay focused with the simple rule. If you raise it, you land it. When you bring up an issue or ask a question, take responsibility for making sure that the issue is resolved before the team shifts to something else. That often means hearing from everyone in the meeting, even if only to find out whether they agree or, or with what you're proposing. For example, if you say, Give our, given our discussion, I think we shouldn't adjust our plan until we see the financials for the first quarter, follow it by asking, is there anyone who has any concerns about doing that? So we do certainly see some of those uh, meeting subjects going off track. 
Well, thank you for being with me with, with me for the last half hour. I hope you've enjoyed the program. Uh, although it's not a sports program, it's often worth looking at a sport. And uh, one of the sports that's not often mentioned is 10-pin bowling. And we've got a number of our juniors uh, in the region representing us down in the Sydney Cup, Sydney Junior Cup in uh, Campbelltown this weekend, particularly from uh, Maitland, Tristan Campbell and Amy Snedden. So we wish them luck representing the area at the Junior Cup. In a moment, Dave Cochran will be back with you with more of your easy listening favourites. Next week, we'll enter the world of tax with Tony Vidray from AV Chartered Accountants. We'll have our minute on innovation with Christina and have some more business and legal news and views that might affect your business. I'd love your company again for business, the law and you at the same time next week. Till then, have an exciting and prosperous week. And as Albert Einstein once said, keep on sowing your seed for you never know which will grow. Perhaps it all will.